0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, July thirtieth, 2015. I'm Caleb Brown. The shooting of Samuel DuBose at the hands of police officer Ray Tensing in Cincinnati would have been resolved very differently if not for video from Tensing's own body camera. Even prosecutors admit that the video made all the difference. Officer Tensing is now charged with murder. Matthew Feeney, a policy analyst at the Cato Institute, comments. Start with the official police account. of What happened
1: here? On July 19th, uh, Ray Tensing, who was a police officer with the University of Cincinnati uh, Police Department, pulled over Samuel DeBoz uh, for not having a front license plate. Uh, the whole incident ended with DeBoz dead and uh, Tensing claiming that uh, DeBoz had dragged him down the road uh, on, with, uh, with his car. And that uh, he shot uh, Sam Dubois in the head uh, during this incident. Now, what makes this case interesting is that Tansing was wearing a body camera throughout this entire incident, and the body camera refutes the claim that Tansing was dragged along the street by the car. And Tansing is now facing a murder charge and a voluntary
0: manslaughter charge. Even the prosecutor in this case says, if not for this video this officer would not only be free, he might well be back on the job. Well, the
1: prosecutor uh, used very harsh language when announcing the indictment saying that uh, the the whole incident was asinine, senseless, and so unnecessary. He also added that Tensing should probably never have been a police officer. And he also described the body camera footage as invaluable. And I think that's right. The whole incident raises, I think, two uh, lessons. Number one, it shows that even if police officers are wearing body cameras, they can behave poorly. It's not a police misconduct panacea. Uh, The second thing is that body cameras can undoubtedly provide very valuable evidence in police misconduct investigations. Uh, According to the Washington Post, who are keeping track of all these sort of things, uh, there have been 558 fatal police shootings so far in this year. Now, Of all of those, only four have resulted in criminal charges against the police officer involved. But interestingly, all four of those are incidents that were caught on some kind of camera. And uh, I think it's not obviously the case that all uh, fatal police shootings are justified or unjustified. But cameras can undoubtedly make it easier for
0: us to find out the truth behind each of those incidents. So in a lot of cases where police are making a high-powered entry into – a home. Those people should be wearing some sort of uh, camera, because just because of the the low margin for error and the regularity with which something goes wrong.
1: Yes, I mean thousands of SWAT raids happen in this country every single year, and I don't think it's totally unreasonable for citizens to demand that if public servants are going to be given guns and badges, uh, that they be wearing cameras, so that when they do good jobs they can be praised, and when they behave poorly they can be prosecuted. I have been. Looking at this issue for quite some time, I've watched many body camera videos, and I have to say the the Ray Tensing video is among the most disturbing I've seen for a number of reasons. I mean, you brought up SWAT raids, and that's the SWAT SWAT uh, entries are times when you might expect there to be likelihood of violence. Uh, this was a routine traffic stop. It was because someone didn't have a front license plate. There is almost no hesitation. Um, Tanzing pulls out his uh, weapon very, very quickly. Uh, Bois does not have a weapon. He's not being threatening. And that uh, a police officer could resort so quickly to lethal force for something so trivial is very worrying and highlights the fact that if if we want to reform how police behave. Um, If we want to significantly address in a real way police misconduct, it doesn't begin with or end with body cameras. What you need are reforms to how police are trained to deal with these sort of incidents so they use lethal force
0: uh, less frequently. When police engage in these kinds of uh, uses of force, they are treated very differently from regular folks when it comes time to make statements when it comes time to uh, engage with the process in which they may have been discovered that police misconduct has occurred, they can review footage quite often before they have to make a statement. And all of that speaks to problems associated with police misconduct issues.
1: Yeah. in, in when announcing the charges, the prosecutor said that he wasn't aware um, that uh, in Tenzing's contract that he was allowed 48 hours um, to speak to someone. Uh, before you know coming up um, to talk, before talking to officials, uh, the LAPD has uh, proposed uh, policies that would allow officers and um, the LAPD to, LAPD to review footage of uh, lethal incidents before making statements. And this is really important because oftentimes the legality of a lethal use of force incident depends in part on what the officer reasonably believed felt up to and including during the incident. And the opportunity for officers to view body camera footage before making statements, frankly, gives them an unfair chance to exculpate themselves when they should be
0: treated uh, differently. There are many instances in which body cameras uh, are inappropriate. So what are, what are some of the, the lines that you might draw around the use of body cameras uh, by police?
1: Well, of course, I think we all want there to be increased accountability and transparency within law enforcement. But we should keep in mind that police regularly interact with undercover agents, informants, young children, some of whom have been sexually abused. They are often the first at the scene um, at gruesome accidents and things like this. And we should be wary of the more widespread use of body cameras resulting in Uh, YouTube, you know, compilations that really do humiliate people or compromise ongoing investigations. There needs to be lines drawn, like you said. So uh, my own position on this is that, uh, you know, footage of arrests, detentions, uh, those sort of things should be publicly accessible if they're out in public. then there should be redaction to protect certain information. Uh, but I also think that um, offices that come into people's houses, I think that footage should only be accessible to people who are inside the house or their attorneys. Uh, you don't want uh, – You know, I, I think the interior of my living room uh, should not be out on YouTube even if a cop comes in. But I do think an attorney should and I think I should be able to look at it.
0: Matthew Feeney is a policy analyst at the Cato Institute. Read more of his work at Cato.org.